Hey team, it's Matt Drinkon here. And you might have heard, my brand new book releases on Amazon on March 8th. It's been a labor of love that I think can really help you navigate some of the challenges you're experiencing in your own life. I go over toxic positivity and how to think you're in it for everyone else. In reality, you're in it for yourself. And I express that through this entire book and help learn from our own mistakes and how to turn the lens on ourselves and ask good questions. So go to Amazon on March 8th and you can get the Kindle version for only 99 cents. Just search for the book title, The Eternal Optimist. It's never too late. And you can download it directly to your device. That's it for me. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Eternal Optimist Podcast. My name is Matt Drinka, and I am the handsomest host that you will never see because this is simply a listening audio recording podcast, but take my word for it, that is the truth. So this show, today, we are gonna help you get your mind right. We're gonna help you overcome the challenges that are out there. We're gonna provide a sense of hope, and we're gonna do it in a grand fashion with a guest who is absolutely amazing. Before we get started, I want to remind you that you can connect with me on social media. Follow me on Instagram at Eternal Optimist Podcast. You can also find me on Facebook at Eternal Optimist Podcast. But today's episode is all about elevating your experience of life, owning the challenges that have been, been with you for a long time, and bringing out your best. And it's important because it's gonna help you live a life of peace, of happiness, of joy, a life where you can solve challenges, a life where you can live on your terms. And there is no better person to share their story and teach this to you than today's guest. Today, we have the unique privilege and pleasure of speaking with Amber Vilhauer. Now, Amber is someone that has been referred to me by a number of people that I trust and respect. A number of people have already been on the show, in fact, and she is absolutely amazing. This conversation, as we were having it, her energy was so real and raw and, and transparent. Just being right there with her, I felt like I was being elevated just by speaking with her. She's amazing. I mean, in so many ways. She's beautiful on the inside and out in such that she shares her story with such real emotion. And you get into it very quickly. And then on the other side of it, you know, she's able to teach a good lesson and able to live that lesson. She is inspiring. There's no other way to say it. You know, professionally, she has done a lot, a lot. She's written books. She went to college at University of Arizona where she actually sold cut kill cutlery. Like a number of people that I know very well, she was trained there. She achieved the highest sales level in the company and she moved to the management levels very quickly. Within a couple of years there, she drove the success of a 13 office division across four different states. She managed more than 30 different administrative assistants at one time and broke several national records in her organization. She uncovered her talent for public speaking. And then since then, at the age of 24, she started No Guts, No Glory Enterprises over the past decade. She's been on a relentless pursuit to help influencers, both big and small, overcome their fears and create high impact in their industry, just as she has done herself. She does so many things. I will let you go and Google her and go to all of her websites, but you will find in the show notes because she's just done so much and she's so amazing. And this conversation can be a game changer. I invite you to sit back and listen with all of your heart and mind and soul to my new friend, Miss Amber Vilhauer. Enjoy. 
Hello, and welcome to the Eternal Optimist Podcast, the show for optimists by optimists. This is the show for people who see the good in the world and want to make a positive difference in the lives of their families and communities. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories that will get you thinking bigger and playing more offense in life. With your host and high-performance coach, Matt Drinkon. And with that, I'd love to welcome to the Eternal Optimist Podcast, my guest, new friend, and exciting entrepreneur to the stars and to regular people and to everyone, just an exciting woman in, in general, Amber Vilhauer. Amber, welcome. Yay, this is so exciting. I've been looking forward to this very much. And you know, Matt has already completely blown my socks off just in the little bit of time that we have gotten to know each other. So I think this is going to be really awesome. I can't wait to see what happens next. Awesome. Oh, what a, what a great response. Flattered and, <laughs> and excited to go. Where we go? Yes. Yeah. Climax. <laughs> we just hit the, the end of the movie. We did it first. All good. All good. I love your energy. It's it's infectious, contagious, and I'd love to share some of that with our audience today. And that may take us to a dark place with challenges. It may take us to a really high place with future and vision. Don't know where it's going to go, but at the at this podcast, we love to explore the defining challenges that have helped us to become the people that we are. And so, Amber, I'd love to dive in and give you the microphone to start with any challenge that you'd like at any point in your life and share with us, you know, what was a challenge that has helped to shape and define Amber Vilhauer? Awesome. So we're just going right into the deep end, which is my favorite, by the way. I do that with my clients all the time. So I just say, bring it on. Gosh, you know, there have been a lot of challenges in the past couple of years, especially, and in life in general. And I look at that as a gift because it's a gift for me to really experience what my true potential is. And I don't mean that as just some like cheesy response and things that people say. I I actually mean it. I lean into challenge and it requires great bravery and discipline, but I continue to exercise those muscles. That's really important to me because at the end of the day, I want to know who I really am and what I'm made out of. So I'm, I'm the person that plays all out every single day. I go to bed wiped. (laughs) I leave it all on the line, but I would say that sort of an ongoing challenge, I would say in my life, and it shows up in different experiences, of course, kind of different layers of the same lesson is really about trusting my voice, really knowing my value, and using my voice. Those are three that I struggle greatly with. There have been a lot of people in my past that have greatly influenced me and sort of got me to question my own truth and what I thought was right. And when that happens repeatedly, all of a sudden you second guess yourself. And then when you second guess yourself, what I started to do to adapt is I would start to look at the collective. What's the collective evidence? What what can I learn? What is the popular vote here? And at the end of the day, I, I would still listen to my instinct, but it sure felt like the long road to get where I wanted to go. So I would take a long time to make decisions. And it was sometimes very difficult for me to 
trust my own internal instincts there again, back to that second guessing, and then also using my voice, depending on the situation can be extremely difficult, like extremely difficult. And again, regardless of these challenges, I lean in, I exercise bravery because I really believe that the only way through it is through it. And so at least I, I try to have awareness of how these challenges present themselves. I'm trying to seek out the patterns in my own behavior and my decision-making so that I can get there a little bit faster. But then life just keeps us interesting because it presents new, different types of experiences that it's sometimes hard to pick up on those same patterns. But I would say those are my three biggest challenges, probably. Mm. I, I feel you. I hear you. I appreciate you. The, the thing that 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 I struggle with sometimes is I, I get to talk to, to people like you who are amazing, having a great impact on the world. Your energy is so amazing. I mean, everything about you, I'm just, I'm experiencing you right now for the first time live and in person, and it's amazing. And it's tough for the everyday listener to hear someone like Amber, who's incredibly successful and amazing and awesome. She has trouble trusting her own voice. You know, it's just hard to think that even the most successful, amazing people have that. And I'm curious, uh, your journey of trusting your voice, can you take us back to a, a turning point when maybe you did not trust it and you decided to you know, go all in and, and really trust it for the first time? Can you take us back to that moment or that experience when you started to really trust and then bring us forward to now, please? Matt, I know you're quite well researched on me. Did you happen to see the episode with Darius Mershazadeh? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not say his name right. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is fantastic because it really was in that episode. It was sort of like a live stream podcast. I don't know. Darius and I are friends. We're colleagues. We're all the things. And Darius was digging into a moment when I was 16 years old, and I described this as my rock bottom moment. And I think what people make a lot of assumptions in general with everybody, right? You go on Instagram and you think, oh, they have it so easy or they were born a speaker, right? So, okay. I'm not like that though. And I always say that I imagine the absolute opposite of who I am today. And that was pretty much like my first 20 years of life. I was not smiley. My energy was very dim. I was not well-liked in school. I didn't have friends. I never really spoke. I made people feel really awkward and uncomfortable around me. My sister lit up the room. And so it was actually worked out really well because everybody just wanted to pay attention to what she was doing. And I could just sort of hide in the shadows, which was fine with me because I was suffering inside. I didn't feel good. So when you are not feeling good on the inside, you don't really want to express on the outside. And then your outside world shifts to reflect how you feel on your inside, right? So anyway, that was sort of my upbringing. And by the time I was 16 years old, I was hanging out with friends that I felt like I was good enough to be around. Now just think about that for a moment. So if I'm already not really feeling very worthy, what are the types of individuals I would surround myself with that matched that unworthiness? So these were not very good people. (laughs) And uh, the story is actually sort of a long and complicated one, but long story short, 
one of the girls, and again, I'm 16. She's like, Amber, let me tell you this secret, but you better take it to your grave. You know how young kids are. And so I'm like, I won't tell anybody. I swear. Well, anyway, long story short, she's sleeping with my other friend's boyfriend and she's boastful. It's like she's bragging about it. And I sat with this for a while and I thought, man, that's messed up because my other friend was like, I'm so in love with my boyfriend and life is so great. And I know he's cheating on her. So I sit with it, sit with it. And I thought, you know, the right thing to do is to tell my friend that her boyfriend's cheating on her. So I go and do that. And it was not a good outcome. (laughs) She didn't believe me. She confronted the boyfriend who confronted the friend who told me the secret. And one thing turned into another and a lot of ugliness ensued. I ended up going to a party that weekend that I did not realize was set up for me. There were about 80 kids there. And that night I got jumped by five girls And I'm in the backyard, I'm on the ground, and I am getting the life kicked out of me, literally. And in that moment, it was sort of strange, like I could almost observe the scene happening. I was almost out of my body, and and it was time slowed way down. And I just thought how interesting it is that nobody is stopping this. There's all these kids, and nobody is saving me. And now it's really cool, Matt, because I realize like, oh, that's because I need to save me. And so I got up off the ground and I ran out of there and, you know, here I am today. I use that as an opportunity to really look inward. And I thought, is this my life? Is this the way it's going to be? And I started to just get really sad thinking about, a life that is on this trajectory. You know, if it's 16, I'm getting jumped, what's going to happen at 20? And so I decided to change my life and I decided to start being somebody that I'm more proud to be. And day by day, decision by decision, I started to shift and I taught myself how to make better choices. And that led to better outcomes, which made me feel better. And then my outside world became better and on the story goes. But that, to answer your question, that was a time where I really took a stand and I thought, I'm going to use my voice for the right thing. And then I got beat up over it. So (laughs) I do think that somehow in my subconscious, It was like, uh-oh, don't use your voice because you'll get beat up. And I do think that that plays into any time I need to use that voice, there's something in me that gets really scared and wants to hide and self-protect because it uh, it's perceived threat. It's it's something bad might happen if I share my truth. So you see, I think the subconscious is fascinating. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're built, trusting your voice is something that it's like a core value that you now live. And by living it, you're subjected to, if I trust my voice, I could get beat up again, even though you might not literally get beat up again. It's still your yeah. path and everything. It, it's it's still there. I, I wonder, you know, just sticking with trusting my voice, I wonder how from that moment at 16, when trusting your voice was around hang out with people that were just good enough and then you had to believe in yourself there. I wonder if there's a place right now where you might struggle trusting your voice 
or if there's a place now where, you know what, I trust my voice and maybe it's a blind spot and it got you into something. I'm curious how that shows up now. Mm-hmm. Trusting my voice. Yeah, that's really, that's good. I, I will put some thought into that. I mean, I can tell you that in relationships in general, I think one of the biggest things that has happened in the last year is I cleared out the majority of relationships that were in my sort of inner circle. And, you know, there was just an event that occurred about a year ago that really rocked my world again. And it was just a family matter that confused me and brought a lot of this awareness to surface. So it was a really big blessing in that way. But when all of your beliefs kind of get kicked up in the air and you're staring at them, then you think what's true in this and what do I want to continue to believe and what needs to be shifted, you know, because maybe I'm no longer the little kid that's just coping. Maybe I'm an adult now and I can have different beliefs because I have a different perspective. I have a different set of experiences, right? So I've just been in this deep introspective journey. And as I've done that, I started to look at a lot of the people that I had surrounded myself with, you know, there was power in numbers, probably safety, but it was a lot of me sacrificing my voice and kind of staying small to just sort of fit in in a way, or just keep the status quo, you know, like I I didn't want to ruffle feathers or disagree. And I just was very agreeable to everything. And I've just really been reflecting is that is that really my truth? And I'm still on this journey. So I can't tell you I have a definitive answer, but I do recognize that a lot of the relationships, I've sort of outgrown them. And now in an effort to really honor myself and my life journey, I'm choosing me and it's scary and it's hard and it's kind of starting over in a lot of ways. And that feels like a big risk, but then you know, I look back at that word bravery, courage, and I'm like, okay, what else is out there for me on my hero's journey? And we'll have to do a part two so that I can tell you what happens. <laughs> so amazing. I just, I, I just, I, you, it's like you're the Pied Piper and you're like playing this tune and I'm like totally entrenched with it, entranced with it because you're sharing like the, the hardest thing for you. And, and I've been a number of people out there, myself included, have been through this, this place where am I at the right spot with the right people at this right time and starting to go introspective and ask yourself the questions. And I certainly have felt personally that I've outgrown some relationships and not, but, and I still care. And I don't want to hurt them or let them down. And I know it might not be taking me in this direction that I want to go. So it's a lot of a lot of introspection. And I appreciate you sharing your journey. It's, it's challenging. Thank you. Well, I'll Thank add you. one you... follow-up if I could, that something that I'm learning within it is with some of the relationships that were not healthy, but I still want them in my life for different reasons you know, how can I instead hold on to the good parts and the the beneficial parts and create healthy boundaries around the parts that are unhealthy? And learning that has been really interesting. I see now that it's not like it has to be a whole person or a whole relationship. I can just, if I like it like a pie, I can enjoy these, this section of the pie 
And then I don't have to engage in that other section. And then actually it, it turns into a healthier relationship, but you really do have to understand why am I being triggered by these unhealthy parts or, you know, why is that not serving me or serving the relationship? You know, if it's somebody who's like really negative and I just feed into it because I think I have to, in order to maintain this relationship, well, that's not good for either of us. So instead, if I can just put a boundary around that negativity and only focus on the parts that lift us up, they can go be negative with somebody else. That's fine. They can be, you know, destructive some other way, but I'm here. If you want to engage in a conscious and positive and healthy relationship. And in order to do that, I can't talk about these topics with you. And I am sorry about that. Maybe somewhere down the road, we'll be able to talk about those things. But for now, just out of protection for, for me and my heart and and the health of our relationship long-term, I really just want to focus in on these topics for now, if that's okay. And so I'm learning that concept. And it's, it's awesome because then you really can have it all. And then people I have found, they don't reject you. They respect you for it. And then they, they want to be in your world. They'll respect the boundary and then everybody wins, you know? Mm, I love your setting the boundaries. It reminds me of my training with John Berghoff in exchange and love talking about, you love that guy. I was just throwing that out there because you're talking some stuff about, you know, how might we be able to do this while still doing this? I'm thinking about just limitless potential and the questions, the way you frame things in your mind gives you the best potential at every relationship or at everything. And I wanted to highlight that. I'm also thinking of Sandler sales training and thinking about your setting clear expectations and making it clear how to communicate with you at your best. Anyways, what what I'm really thinking about since the ADD is really in full gear is pie. (laughs) Because you said to slice the pie. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now. If there were a slice of pie that you could have that were your favorite pie, then what pie might that be? Come on, man. Well, it is the season. I think it's pumpkin pie. (laughs) (laughs) It would have to be. A Costco pumpkin pie. Those things are dangerous. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Fair. I love the pies that um, there, there's a show. Uh, it was not Hell's Kitchen. It was Master Chef. I think was the show. It was like season one or two. There's a lady on there. I think her name might have been Christine. She had blonde hair. She's from New York. She runs a restaurant called Milk. And we ordered uh, my wife Julie's birthday gift. Her 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 cake and a pie and cookies all from that place. It's phenomenal. Okay. I'm going to rein it back in here with the ADD. Come back. Let's come back to something serious you said that was very insightful. You talked about leaning into your courage and leaning into bravery. And I'm curious what that means in your perspective, leaning into courage and bravery. So if you could take it from here, we, we've talked about the, the first story at 16. If we can move forward into the future and talk about bravery and courage, where's another place you feel you showed bravery or courage in your life, Amber? Every single day. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even joking you. Every single day, there's a moment. There, there's sometimes so many moments that I just can't believe it. And I know it's because I'm a CEO and I'm, and a single mom. Like those two things, those are filled with opportunities to have fear or doubt. And I think that when the fear or the doubt comes up, you know, I just breathe and I take action. And I think what a a lot of people I observe do is they, they procrastinate. 
they hide, they avoid, they cope, they have different outlets to numb. And I really try not to do that. And I, I, I just cannot stand wasting time unless I'm intentionally trying to waste time. That's the one time it's allowed. But other than that, (laughs) I can't stand wasting time. And frankly, I don't know where this extreme sense of urgency even comes from, but I just feel like there's not going to be enough time. And so maybe I could dig into that at some other point, but you know, when it comes to parenting, even I'm just so capturing so finely present to every single moment. I want to capture it. I want to soak it in. I want to remember it now. Same thing. I want to capture it. I want to soak it in. I'm fully present to this moment as if nothing else matters because nothing else does in this moment, except us here right now with the listener having a meaningful conversation. So I think even in this moment, Matt, this moment is me leaning in to courage because no matter how often you do it, it's still scary to share your truth with other people because it's the most raw part of our humanity, right? I mean, there is no protective layer when you're sharing yourself. And if we look at our history, it's full of painful moments. And as humans, we try to avoid threats and painful moments. So anytime that you are being open with another person, you have to consciously aware, be aware of the fact that you might get hurt in this moment. But I think my greater purpose overrides, which is to connect with people. I'm all about relationships. I'm all about, (laughs) love this phrase. My mom said all the time growing up, leave the campground better than when you found it. So my goal in this moment with you, Matt, is to leave you better than when I found you at the beginning of this conversation, right? And I'm actively working toward filling you up, breathing my light and love into you and into this podcast so that your listeners hear it. And the only way I'm going to be successful in that is if I exercise bravery and courage and I open up to criticism or somebody thinking I'm full of it or whatever people are going to think and do based on their own experiences, And I'm just going to choose that so that we can make faster progress in humanity. And if I can lead by example and be open and impact you, you will then be inspired to do the same. And if we could collectively do that, what shift would that make for our kids and how we parent? So every day. And now time for a short break. And today's sponsor is Leave the Campground Better Than When You Got Here. That's great advice. Anytime you go into a campground or a kitchen or any person's life, leave it better than when you got here. Make an impact. Do something to help, to serve, to leave it better than when you got here. That's today's sponsor of the Eternal Optimist podcast. Now back to the show. Wow. You got one thing right. I think you are full of it. Full of love, energy, humanity. I think that you have left this campground better than when you got here, for sure. I'm already inspired. And at the very least, and I'm going to start to shift our discussion into the exciting future that you are creating. At the very least, one way you've impacted me already, and I'm sure the listeners will find impact here, 
is that when we came on, I saw your background and there are a number of amazing books that you and your organization have helped to bring into this world. And I have a couple of them on my shelf already. I have Alice Daly's Magic Mom on the shelf and Justin Dion's Lifestyle Investor on my shelf already. So I'm, I'm starting to give you some time to think about this exciting future that you might want to promote or create. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Before we ever met, Amber, I was a huge fan of you. And that's even exacerbated or amplified now. So I'd love to kind of go into what exciting future are we creating? What is it out there that it's going to help the world and help to continue this, this fostering of, of greater connection in humanity? Please take it from here. Well, I when I was growing up, I was a great observer. And, you know, I already kind of talked to you about the dynamics of my family and I didn't really use my voice and all of that. When you're not the loudest person in the room, you can develop a superpower for listening and observation. And so although that first, you know, 18, 20 years of my life were difficult, man, the gift I got out of that was the power of observation. And now I'm at a stage in my life as I'm crossing over into my 40s, feeling like I have ample time to really use the tools that I've developed in my life in really outrageously powerful ways, many of which I don't even know yet. So I I don't know what the future looks like. I am very much living in the present moment right now. So I may have some ideas or feelings that I want to have, but what does it exactly look like? I have no idea. But I do know that that power of observation has given me this superpower to really know the truth of who somebody is almost instantly upon meeting them. And I can start to experience almost in a physical way where there are opportunities to fill that person back up, right? Because when you think about it, like, let me give it to you as a parenting or you're a business owner or whatever, you only have so much energy in a day. So as we continue throughout our day, we start losing energy until all of a sudden, you know, we're like at the edge of our tank. There's nothing left to give at the end of the day. We need to go to sleep and rest to recharge for the next day, right? Well, when I'm meeting with people in my career, in and outside of my career, I meet them for the first time. I see the truth of who they are. And all of a sudden I can see like, wow, you know, their, their tank is pretty empty. And I think to myself, okay, this is an opportunity. So I'm listening to them talk about, oh yeah, I had this idea to write a book and then here's my publishing plan and this is where I am or where I'm not. And so I'm listening to all of that and I'm digesting it and my mind is formulating a a business model for them. So I can help them with a marketing plan, a monetization model, help them launch their book and come up with a plan and it's really efficient and it's budget friendly and it makes perfect sense. And, and, you know, so I check all those boxes, but the real work, the real work is I'm seeing what do I need to do to pour in enough light into this person so that they believe in themselves and they actually take action on the plan that we've just created. And there are it's, it's not like a manipulation. It's done in such love and honoring for that person because life beats us up. And there, you know, we all are pretty like self-obsessed in a way, right? Because it's our lives. And so there's really not enough emphasis on other people pouring into you to fill your cup back up. That's your job to fill up your cup, right? But 
I think I have enough talent to not only fill my own cup every day, but to fill a lot of other people's cups every day. And I look at that as my real work on the planet. So whether it's a book launch client or a mom in the car line, when I pick up my kiddo from school or holding the door open for somebody in Starbucks, my real work, what the future looks like for me is pouring in healing, love, validation, and confidence into people to restore people based on whatever I can observe or experience from them. And it looks and plays out in a lot of different ways. Every relationship I have is different, but if I can just do that, then I know karmically speaking, all the referrals will happen and you know the promotions and the accolades and the trophies and the whatever, the human stuff, cool, like got the badge. But <laughs> the real work that I love to do is just pour into people and fill their cup back up. Wow. I wonder, I, I'm, I'm so amazed and I love that you said, I think I have enough talent to fill my own cup and other people's cups too. And I affirm, validate, whatever. Yeah, you've got that. <laughs> you totally got that. My cup is 100% full, over overflowing now with what you have. So I appreciate that. The question is, how long did it take you to get to that place where you can say that out loud? Because that takes a certain self-belief that I don't know if you had back in the day you, when, when you no weren't way. trusting Come your voice. On. But, but no. you got it. You got it now. How did you... At what point did you have the courage and confidence to say those words out loud? Because that that was absolutely amazing. And just seeing you have the courage and bravery to say that, I wonder when that Amber first came out and said those things. About a few seconds ago. <laughs> a few seconds ago. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, truly, because that that is our yeah. life journey as you take steps toward it, right? So it might be coming out in different ways. Like, you know, I had this, um, this client a couple years ago and he was a consultant and, you know, older gentleman launching a book. And he said, you know, I have this assessment that I've taken tens of thousands of people through. I'd love to take you through the assessment and do a debrief call with you. Sign me up. I love that stuff. So I took the assessment. It took me a long time. Then we'd scheduled our debrief. He gave me like an 80 page plan. And in the plan, you know, it's super overwhelming. It tells you everything about yourself. And in that session, I will never forget. He said, Amber, it's so fascinating what I pick up on your assessment. And I'm like, what, what it would tell me more. And he said, well, look at this in your, in your business role, like your CEO hat, when that's on your confidence is straddles between a nine and a 10. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's the best feeling ever. I mean, I could use my voice all day long when I'm that, you know, business person teaching you about book launches or whatever. And he said, but here's, what's really interesting in your personal life. When you take off the CEO hat, your confidence drops down to a six. He said, I've almost never seen that. That's, that's really remarkable. And so I'll never forget that because that actually kicked off a whole other healing journey for me of like, where, why would that happen? Where's the difference there? And I'm honestly still digging into that a little bit, but circling back to what you said about, no, oh, you've made it. You're using your voice. Yes. And like, there are still times where I don't. And I'm just trying to understand why is it so easy in some topics or some moments and it's very difficult in others. And that's the journey that I'm currently on. 
Why is it so easy in some moments and so difficult in other moments? That's the journey we're on. You know, and specifically the difference between a CEO and who Amber is in her personal life. Like it's the roles that we play and somehow the way that we are confident in those roles or choose to use our voice in those roles. But somehow when we step out of those roles, like maybe for you, parenting is like it. You could do it all day long. And other people are like, oh my gosh, parenting is where I really suffer. So something about the roles that we play in our lives and noticing where we are strongest and most confident and then what can we learn from how we operate in that role and shift some of that power and learning and experience into other roles so that things are a little bit more balanced and we're more even and we can just use our voice, period. <laughs> I guess smart. that's what I mean. Well, that's super smart. And I'll, I'll quote a friend of mine, Adam Stock, you know, from, um, from the front row dad. You know Adam too? Okay, I thought you might. He's... Uh, <laughs> He's pretty phenomenal. And he he ran a workshop at the start of last year, and he was talking about when you approach your personal life with the same, his exact words, when you approach your family calendar with the same intensity, enthusiasm, vigor that you approach your business calendar, then your results and confidence will reflect the same way they do in your business life. You know, and I thought about that in January 2021 when he ran the workshop. And started to apply that to business coaching and what you had described, I see frequently. And, you know, one of the, one of the ways you said it's a nine or a 10 in business, and sometimes it might be a six, you know, personally, and you're on the journey of that. And I can only say this without turning this into a coaching call. That's not the purpose <laughs> of it. I can say that you're on the right path. You're hundred percent on the right path. So many of us face that. I face that. I, I, I honor you for sharing it. And I think the listeners will respect it. Amber, how might we find out some more about some of these books you're writing or your social media accounts, which I follow and love all the time? I think I love one recently. In fact, like they're, they're on there all the time. They're really well done, too. Whoever's doing that, by the way, is kick-ass. Where might we find out more about you? Well, you could literally go and do any search and you'll find me. So I have 15 years of search engine rankings, as you know. But Amber Vilhauer. Since nobody knows how to say, spell, or remember that, Amber V can get you there usually. <laughs> NGNG, my company name, which stands for No Guts, No Glory. GNG could get you where you want to go. But there's there's tons of YouTube videos and podcast interviews and magazine articles and blog posts. And where I spend my personal time the most, which is not very frequent, but the most would be Instagram. And that's where you're going to find me sharing more of the life wisdom mixed in with the bu the business wisdom. So I would say Instagram is probably where you're going to get the most value right now. But I have a team that has a whole operation behind repurposing. So whatever your social media channel is of choice, then I'll be there as well. But the last thing I would say is that I am just a very open door policy person. So, you know, Anybody who sends me an email, I actually spend time to thoughtfully reply. In fact, when somebody signs up for my email community, like my newsletter or whatever, the, there's an email that comes out that asks one question and it shares my core values and it says, just open-ended, like what's on your mind? Why are you in my world? I really want to get to know you. And, you know, typical internet marketing stuff, it's so templated and nobody responds and, you know, like it's like a bot that sends it out. When somebody responds to that email, 
I will go, I'll look at their social media profiles. I'll look at their website. I'll see what I can find out about that person. I will answer their question in a video or in an email and just pour into them. Even if I never hear from them again, I just really take each interaction seriously because I want people to feel that, that impact. So any listeners welcome to reach out anytime about anything and start a conversation. Mm, Fantastic. What, because I, I don't want to wrap up just yet. I feel there's another chapter we have to hmm. finish this book today. Yeah, I like Uh-oh. the way in the book <laughs> thinking. I'm curious if there are any books you have coming out or, or anything right now that you'd like to just uh, put on a platform and talk about because you've published so many and, and some of them had some great impact in my life so far. So are there any new ones or any ones that you want to highlight? I know we can't highlight them all, but if there were like two or three of them that are newer ones that you might want to share, what might those be? Well, I will say that you could pretty much pick up any book that we've launched and you'll find consistent value, goodness, just value out of it. You know, I'm, I'm extremely careful about the community that I bring together and the clients that I take on. I'm fortunately at a stage in my career where I don't, I'm not scrounging for my next client and And I've also gotten so good at understanding who I want to work with the most. I want to work with really kind people who are serious and want to help humanity in whatever way. And so, you know, all of my authors share those, those traits. And so any of the books, if you go to NGNG's website and then click on the book launches page, there's a list of like all of our upcoming books that you can kind of check out. But then also NGNG Enterprises on Instagram, you just kind of scroll down the feed, you'll see some of our past books. But one that is releasing today that is especially special is Hardwired for Happiness by Ashish Katari. And he has a website called Happiness Squad. And it's just, it's such a great book. He was a very successful, I mean, he had all all the things. He had the beautiful wife, the beautiful kid, the perfect job, made tons of money in a perf in like this beautiful neighborhood, like great family. He had it all, but there was still something missing. So he set off on this journey. He read hundreds of books on neuroscience and spirituality and just really seeking, went on silent retreats, all of these different things. And then curated all of that content and distilled it down into a very simple formula. It almost reminds me of how Elrod's Miracle Morning sort of, except this is a formula for being happy, genuinely happy inside and how that can spill out to the rest of your life. So it's just a a beautiful book that I think everybody could get something out of. Wow. You said so much right there. I can't, I mean, I, I cannot wait to order our it. clients. Like they're, they're right all now. like this. I could, I, all of them. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you also said the miracle H where you said how, and because you said that, and I know how really well, I, I'm, in fact, when I see him again, I'm going to ask him to be on the show. How is so amazing. And I started the miracle morning seven and a half years ago. Absolutely love it. Still do it every day. Absolutely love it. Wow, and if this is anywhere awesome. in that place, I cannot wait to get hardwired for happiness. Okay. And today, by the way, is October the 11th, 2022. So yeah. we are, uh, we'll launch this in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks from now. And uh, hopefully by then we'll, we'll be able to share some, some good stuff on the social media post about it. I'm sure we will. So 
Amber, thanks so much for joining us today. You have been a real treat, a real blessing. I'm super excited to have met you. I feel energized right now. I can't wait to go play with my girls as a result of this conversation. So thank you. I wish you well. I can't wait for our next discussion, Amber. We have to have a part two. And I just want to do whatever I can to lift up your show and your message and what you're trying to do in the world. And same with your listeners. So I feel just really honored to have had this conversation with you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Eternal Optimist podcast. You can check the show notes for information about today's episode. And please share the show with that friend who is wanting to think bigger. We'll see you next time.